0: Revolution. Hello, my name is Nakia Shady and today I'll be talking to you about the organism thermoplasma acidophilum. Thermoplasma acidophilum is a thermoacidophilic archaeon. It is classified as being in the archaea domain due to its membrane lipid composition, evolutionary ribosomal RNA, and conserved proteins. Thermoplasma acidophilum is also in the subgroup eukaryota and it's in the strain thermoplasma acidophilum DSM1728. From here on out, I will just call it thermoplasma as a short name. This organism was first discovered when it was isolated from self-heated coil refuse piles. It was isolated by a man named Darlin along with his colleagues in the late 1960s at a fair tuck mine in southwestern Indiana in a pH environment of 1.96. They believe it represented a prokaryotic organism, but noticed that unlike other bacteria cells, it lacked a rigid cell wall and was only separated by a double membrane. The size of the genome was first discovered by Roop et al using a shotgun primer walking method that used PCR amplifications and primer walking strategies to fill in the missing gaps. Roop and his co-workers discovered that the genome of thermoplasma was 1,564,905 base pairs. Thermoplasma is one of the smallest free-living organisms and Roop and his co-workers also found that the genome consisted of a single circular chromosome out of the 1.56 million base pairs. There were no plasmids detected by biochemical or DNA sequencing methods. They also found that the thermoplasma genome contained 1,509 open reading frames and one-third had homologs present in all three domains of life. The thermoplasma is a typical archaeon with a fairly large protein complement of bacterial origin. By conserv- conservative search methods, They were able to match 620 domains of 537 open reading frames to proteins of known structure. They discovered that thermoplasma had 1,478 protein genes and 45 RNA genes. The proteins they found included degradation pathway proteins, putative proteins, chaperone proteins, and others. While doing my research, there were some findings I came across that I thought were interesting and worth noting, and I will discuss three of them. First, Rupp et al. found their evidence to indicate that there had been much lateral gene transfer between thermoplasma and another organism called Sulfolobus sulfactericus, a distinct crinarchium inhabiting the same environment. At least 252 open reading frames, which is 17%, including protein degradation pathways and various transport proteins resemble the sulfolobus proteins most closely. This first piece of evidence is interesting because it leads to an idea that organisms who live together can swap genes at higher frequencies. Thermoplasma can respire anaerobically using sulfur, but no sulfur respiratory genes similar to those of other archaea were found. Instead, bacteria like sulfur-reducing proteins were identified and appeared to be responsible for sulfur metabolism. Not all of the species that were found to share similarities with thermoplasma were completely annotated at the time this article was published, So it would be interesting to see the similarities between this organism and others if those sequences were up to date now. The third piece of evidence was that thermoplasma inhibits a hot and highly acidic environment, sometimes as low as pH 0.5, in which few organisms are viable. It has adapted to scavenging nutrients from the decomposition of organisms killed by the extreme acidity and requires yeast bacteria or meat extract grown in culture. This information is important and useful because it can give insight into how other organisms similar to thermoplasma can live in such environments while still missing some of the cell structure that other thermophilics have. The key point is that the proteins in this organism could tell us a lot about how it functions in these environments. Thermoplasma acidophilum is an organism that can give us insight into how organisms in the same environment can transfer DNA to each other and it could serve as a lab tool to study how different organisms similar to this one can live in extreme habitats, which makes it worth understanding. That's all I have for today. Thanks for listening.